That's gonna do it. Everybody. We're a little late today because the gremlins are working in the machinery. Actually, I think that they're trying to censor us. But hey, you know, I'm wearing my tinfoil hat today. Just wanted to let everybody know that uh, we are still out here loaded for bear. And we're going to be talking about a little bit of uh, government overreach and injustice today with Megan Kielman and Marvin Lepp. And of course, as always, you can listen live by going to gfbestsource.com, click the Listen Now button, and to chat, you can click on the Twitch link that's in the upper left center. And as always, you can find us out on Rumble, whether it's live or whether it's after we've recorded and you guys are dropping in on us. And all right, I want everybody to realize that today we're going to be talking about chickens and ducks and bears and cows, oh my, but, but we're also going to be talking about the reason why that, those are important. So don't, don't think that this is just a show about chickens and ducks. It's also going to be a show about education and spending money. And I would like to say hello first to Megan. Megan Kilman, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Everything, you know, uh, you're going to be updating us a little bit. Megan, uh, Megan was on before, and she was... Uh, Talking to us about a chicken coop, and we also have uh, our our lovely century code and proverbial scholar for the legislature, Marvin. Le- Marvin, how are you? I'm doing good. You give me an awful lot of credit. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, sweetheart, when I'm an old woman and I go, I have to go to you, Marvin. There's a century code. What's this mean when they tease all these big words? It's perfectly to have you on board. Glad to have you here, Megan. When we last left you. You were dealing with a very small town where there's very few people, and there happen to be a few of the commissioners, uh, council members, whatever they'd like to, kings, queens, duchesses that they'd like to call themselves. And uh, they took it upon themselves, even though they aren't even amongst your neighbors, to decide to tell you how to live and that you could not have livestock. And could you please catch us up a little bit as to where that fight? And I will call it a fight, is going. Oh, man. I don't even remember where we were really at the last time we talked. You guys were going to do a petition, and um, you were going to submit it, and then you found out that you you, you were ready to do that, and you found out that that wasn't going to be able to work. Can we start with, you had a petition under your your belt and was ready to say, everybody here agrees. Yep, we, uh, well, we... Had, well, at this point now, we've actually submitted two petitions. Okay. Um, the first one was thrown in the trash, literally thrown in the trash and disappeared for three months. Interesting. I want to say almost four months. And then it was found in pristine condition. 
in the garbage. Um, but then we decided to do a second petition. Um, I gathered, oh my gosh, over 30 signatures with the proposed ordinance attached, went through all the legwork, and then we were surprised um, by a century code. Marvin, I think, was also a little surprised, and it's led to a little bit more digging, I guess. Um, Marvin, what is that century code? 40, what is it? 40 12. 40 1201, which defines what types of cities can have petitions submitted, what forms of council, which is either a commission form or a modern form. Um, actually, there was a whole article that went up on um, the Here's the Deal website today just about that specific thing. So if you want to read more on that, it's httpodcastnd.com. But um, so I reached out to the League of Cities because we had I wanted clarifications on how big or small a city would have to be for people to actually be able to petition their government, considering North Dakota Constitution, Article 3, powers for the people, kind of gives us the right to do that. Um, and I got the response back today that suggested that I look a little bit further back in the legislative history from the League of Cities attorney. And... Uh, so we went looking, and it turns out that literally last session, House Bill 1331 proposed repealing that century code so that any town or city could circulate petitions. What really was interesting was the attorney for the League of Cities um, actually testified against that bill and... Uh, it came out of the political subs as a, a do not pass. And by the time it was said and done, only five legislators in our entire legislative session feel that there should be a limit on, a, or there shouldn't be a limit on how small a town should be to be put together an ordinance or a petition. Um, that's so crazy. Yeah, that, was, that was a little wild. Well, that, that's crazy because... <sighs> You know, when you're talking about allowing people to have a voice, why should it matter what size town they are? I mean, especially in small towns, I'll be honest, I live in a small town. I find them almost more divisive than the larger towns just for the simple fact that we can know everybody. And when you get a personality conflict, it's not like you're in a town of 50,000 people and can just skip down the road and say, well, I'll just ignore it. You're living right next door to them. Well, and what was crazy with this last petition that I went around with, um, you know, Marvin, again, helped me get everything together, included, you know, instructions, because I made mistakes the first time around. I'll admit it. I'd never done a petition before. Um, I've never really been interested in government process. I was very much so ahead in the sand. If it doesn't affect me directly, I don't want to know about it. I just want to live my life. I want to, I've got enough crap on my plate. I don't want to deal with it, but now it's affecting me. And, you know, so I am learning as I go. I'm only human. I'm going to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But so anyhow, he included the instructions and I had all it with me. I had the petition. I had the instructions. I had the proposed ordinance with me and I went door to door and I brought um, my neighbor lady with me who also has chickens and we went around and we literally, it was 
it was an interesting experience because we went around and not only, I mean, if I can get anything out of this, even if this ends up not going the way that I would like to see it go, I got to meet a lot of community members that I've never met before, Mm -hmm. you know, and I got to know a lot of people that I have never seen or have seen and just never said hi to. So, I mean, there's that, but fact is we went door to door. We spent hours and upon hours going and speaking to people about the ordinance, handing it to them so they could read it, look it over, um, answered questions, explained our reasons why, um, heard stories about the way Benedict used to be and how they're, you know, so-and-so that lived in so-and-so's house now um, used to have cows tied up in their backyard. And did you know that building used to be a coop? And did you, you know, and it, so it was really cool to kind of hear the history of town. But anyhow, you know, we, we counted up the number of legal voting aged individuals in town, which was somewhere around 56. Okay. I had close to, oh, I want to say 33, 34 signatures when I stopped getting signatures. Mm-hmm. And that didn't include anybody on the council that, you know, my husband obviously would be in support of it. Our mayor, I know, would absolutely sign it. Um, you know, so those are more signatures that I know I could get, but given, you know. Conflict of interest. Conflict of interest. So, um, but looking at that vast number of folks that did sign it, it would rule, it would stand to reason that you would think that the council members would consider that and say, okay, you know, the people have spoken, right? Right. Well, instead, one day, and this is just where it starts to get really crazy to me. Um, one day, two council members started making their rounds around town um, with a poll, is what they called it. Um, again, my husband is a council member. Uh, and they came to our house. And I don't know if everybody listening knows what a quorum is, but three council members meeting and talking about city business outside of a meeting creates a quorum, which is essentially meeting. Correct. Um, They came to my house with this poll, which uh, in in a roundabout way, they're discussing city business because it's regarding this ordinance and so on and so forth. Um, I pointed it out when they came that, hey, uh, guys, Matt's home. You know, this is a quorum. This isn't legal. And my husband reiterated the same. And they said, yeah, we know. And then they stayed for 90 minutes. Was anybody taking notes? Because minutes should have been being taken. Probably should have. Um, There were witnesses, the mayor being one of them. She knew enough to stay on the other side of the road at the neighbor's house. (laughs) Uh... Come to find out later, they were told by her at another house because she didn't, she had to give them keys or do something. And she told them, I can't come over here. I'm just giving keys. I don't, I'm not having any part of a conversation. I'm not creating a quorum, did her business and left, you know? So they were aware. Um, what exactly but, happened with that, with that quorum thing? They, cause I know that they, you told me that they had a, they were doing a poll, which was supposed to be an answer to your petition. And they were, um, they were well, attempting actually, to convince people that you were well, lying. At that point, they didn't really know 
what exactly I was up to. I think they had an idea. Um, but they were going around because that, so this was the Sunday before uh, Labor Day. Because Labor Day, they actually scheduled a special meeting to discuss and write or discuss about writing or addending, I don't know, doing something with the animal ordinance or writing a new animal ordinance. They were supposed to do this that next day. So they were going around with this poll where they had you sign your name and then check yes or no, whether or not you supported having hoofed animals or chickens in town or poultry. I can't remember exactly which, but you had to sign your name and do all this. Um, And then, yeah, it just ended up being this big discussion I won't even go into details because it was absolute ridiculousness. I've never in my life. But anyhow, I ended up letting them know like, hey, just so you guys are aware, I am circulating a petition right now regarding, you know, proposing an ordinance. And of course, this is before I knew about this ridiculous century code and, you know, what type of government we were. And I was explaining to them, you know, just so you're aware, I want you guys to just take this into consideration, the amount of signatures that I already have in support of this proposed ordinance that I've taken the time to write and have drafted, it would behoove you to actually consider what I've already gotten put together. Because, and again, I didn't realize that there was this century code regarding the type of government we are, but I was like, you know, it comes down to a vote of the people. And one of the councilmen said, no, that's not how this government works. That's not how government works. And I said, Um, actually it is. And he goes, no, we're on the council. We make the rules, not the people. And my husband looked at him and said, hold up a minute. That is kind of how it works. We're here to represent the people. The people are the ones that wrote you in on the ballot. You know, that's, that's a dictatorship. When it's the, the, the people that sit at the council telling people what they're going to do. And that's not what we're here to do. I want to get that just blew my mind. I want to get right back to that because that's a huge point. But first, I want to do a really quick profit margin break for executive properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And call the boys right now for snow removal so that you can have your driveway or your business cleared out because no matter what we say, it's coming. All right, let's get back to that. Marvin, I'm going to get back to you for a second because what Megan said is the same thing that I'm running into. Um, A lot of places where I go, I'm running into government where it's not considering not just the wishes of the people, but the welfare of the people. It's it's very troubling to me that these these individuals that are on the councils and a lot of these other uh, groups and stuff in these small towns seem to feel that they're the ones that make the rules and that we the people are the ones that are to follow them. And 
it seems to be across the board. It, it's 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 in the cities. It's in the townships. It's certainly at the state level. We won't even get started on the feds. But this has been going on for quite a while, and I know you've been kind of keeping your finger on the pulse. Is this a gradual trend or just stupidity Stupidity because they don't get the Constitution, or is it they just don't care? Um. First, I have a question for Megan. How okay. many how many voting age people do you think are in Benedict? I think it was around fifty six. Really? Because I'm on the Secretary of State website right now, and uh, the last election you guys had was in 2022, and we had 63 people vote for um, Council Benedict. We had 61 people vote for the two year term. And we have 31 people that voted for mayor. So interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole different conversation, I think. Well, that's but, one yeah. I'm going to be looking at because we're looking to have a school board uh, a school board bond vote in Hillsborough tomorrow, and I'm I'm expecting numbers that could be just as exciting. But oh, I think why those numbers are different like that is because you had to pick two. So when oh. you were looking at okay, okay. So your council makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, Bell, Bell went on. 36 right in and then 34 right in, but again... Yeah, you had to pick two candidates in each for your councilman. But you guys aren't ranked choice. No, but there were two open slots. Yeah, two open slots. So... Yeah. No, I'll pull up the election law for your guys' city later. Okay. okay. There's something funky there. Um, I no, trust you because you can look at numbers and I go, my head rolls back. Yeah. So, no. do you think it's do you think it's that the the people that are being elected are just stupid, or they just is power this this lust for power that we're seeing at the federal and state levels just finally trickling down so that some of us like Megan said are going what the wait a minute w- waking up to the fact that um, these people think they rule us. The problem is, is so many, so many people. I mean, we're all guilty of it, but paying attention for so long that this system was created. Um, I mean, 20 years plus in North Dakota of, well, they got an R behind their name. I'm going to vote for them. They're a good guy. I know them. You know, you look at Burley County here. Um, I just was listening to uh, KFYR this morning and I didn't realize it, but like, Burley County's entire weed board resigned last week. What? Yeah. Their entire weed board resigned. Holy moly. And so I'm, I'm really interested to see the rest of that story because that's a volunteer one. They don't get paid for that. And not only that, I believe the gentleman that was in charge of actually going out and doing all this stuff resigned as well. So six people just boo-booed out of a, Booed out of Burley County's Weed Commission. Whoa, you know, so, people people are angry. You see, you see that though. You see, I saw it out at Apple Creek too when I was asked to help out there. Like all of a sudden, people didn't want to be on the school board anymore. It was just because I was asking legal questions. Like when I had asked how they were running their election if they were doing per slot, if they had filled out for their write-ins, if they had applied for the spot, and they go, well, no, that's not how we do it, which was in direct conflict with the actual century code. And I go, well, how long have you been doing this? Because I presented them with it. 
And the president looks at me and goes, well, that's the way we've always done it. <laughs> well, so, that's, that's a common answer. Yeah, it, it's a common answer. And you see more and more and more grabs for money. I mean, this was the most expensive legislative session we've ever seen in North Dakota. And now, like in your case, what, your property taxes because of this school bond and everything else are going up 79%? Actually, they went up 79.52% just from 22 to 23. <laughs> if the school bond passes on Tuesday, they're going to add $418 and change to that. Uh, the total was over $1,800 that my, my taxes are increasing. If the bond passes, you can add 418 and change to that. And that's just for... 2023. The school bond is saying that that $418 could rise some more in the years coming to pay for this $12 million bond. So, but they're not giving me any numbers for that. So 79%, like I already sent you that link here last week, just based on property tax. Um, what is it like a 15% cap without hearing? Right. So is everybody raising you 15%? Uh, no, at the school. It, well, when I looked at where the money's going, the uh, county and the school board, the school went up of almost a hundred percent. And that's ridiculous because the tax commissioner has a great big document out there that says otherwise. But uh, but but yeah, in, I mean, in their defense, what it is is I got kind of like this this kind of like handwritten hand type note. It looked like it came from. Quite frankly, a high school person saying that the assessor had been out, had peeked in my windows because nobody was home and assumed that I had this many bedrooms, this many bathrooms, yada, yada. And therefore, they were raising my taxes. And there was nothing much else on it. So I took a look at it and went, oh, what am I supposed to do about this? What am I? So I just skipped on down the road in my head. Well, I didn't know that that was my official notice. And I had five days to get to the county and go, what the hell? Or it was assumed I agreed that that was the case. Now, I found out that right now, and this, of course, was in April or, 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 or June. I can't remember which. But so I've never seen anything about this. And I know ignorance, no excuse. But I'm still saying I had five days to go and contact the county and go, what the hell? Also... If I wanted to question what the school was getting, I had to contact them. I would have had to contact the township. I mean, this is insanity that you have to jump through all these hoops because these people want to. And then the state board will hear your complaint about the increase in your property taxes, but only, only if you've already gone through the other steps of contacting these other boards and, and attempting to get them to appeal your increase first. Other than that, they say, well, you didn't do what you were supposed to do, so it, it, you're stuck. So I'm just like, what the hell? And so that's so is, the situation I'm sitting in. So is the, does Trail County not have the GIS data that everybody else does that shows the parcel drawings, shows the blueprint for your home, shows all that stuff with the previous assessed value? They just peek in your windows and go, eh, it looks like a six-bedroom. That's what they do. And here's the other fun thing. Uh, the, the property taxes went through the roof in Hillsboro because the assessor that they'd hired for several years hadn't gone out and done their job. 
So they say all suddenly decided that all the properties were extremely undervalued. So there was a huge jump in the town of Hillsborough and other outlying areas as well. And it was just like, well, you, you should be thankful it hadn't been assessed in a while. So uh, property taxes were, were just being kept low. And, and now they're where the value should have been all. And I'm sitting there going, not my fault. I'm not the one that hired the people and paid the people with my money that didn't do the job. And now you're dinging me again. And I'm being told nothing I can do about it. Yeah. And it all goes back to chickens. Yep, it does. <laughs> it does. It does. It's be- ridiculous. Because, because this is, it's the same thing with Meg- that we're dealing with with Megan. You, you make a squeak and you're literally told you're a negative person. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be involved. And how dare you? And Megan, I know that's exactly the same p- thing that people are telling you. Basically, how dare you question my authority? Mm-hmm. And I mean, <laughs> now, you know, now, after, you know, bringing up the petition process, which after finding out it, no, it did, it doesn't apply to our former which government, is BS. you know, which when I handed in my petition and a councilman yelled in my face, it's over, it's done. I'm not arguing with you. And stormed out, and I handed my petition to the auditor, and she goes, well, what do you want me to do with this? And I said, I don't even know anymore. I said, but keep it on file. I said, because I'm probably going to file it with the county auditor as well, just to keep it on file. Um, She goes, I guess I'll just file it then. I said, all right, whatever. You know, because what what more can we do anymore at this point? It's just kind of at a standstill. Go ahead. Go ahead, Marv. Who notarized your uh, the petition? I know the first time we didn't get it notarized because it was. Um, actually, the gentleman who notarized it is the judge that the city is looking to have become our our judge for Benedict. Oh, good. He was very kind. Oh, they well, you know, that's at least a refreshing change. (laughs) Uh, I I like kindness. I mean, I'm 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 very frustrated. Because let's, I'll be honest with you, my husband and I are blessed. This $1,800 that it's going to increase, uh, and the 418 I'm not saying that we can't cover it. I'm not, what I am saying is we shouldn't have to. But there's going to be a lot more people in our area that, especially our elderly, which they're is, gonna struggle. they're going to, they're, they're already struggling. And this, this is going to tip them over the edge. And, and I'm on the, uh, Hillsborough Economic Development Committee, and they're touting that if we build this school, they will come. And I'm going to be in real trouble because I'm going to the meeting tonight, and I made the front page of the paper because I went to the school school board presentation and laid some truth on them, which they didn't appreciate. But uh, I'm I'm going to try to explain to them that Fargo, Grand Forks are all raising their property taxes, and Hillsborough's right in the middle. Hillsboro doesn't really have a place for people to work. Most people that live in Hillsboro work in Fargo or Grand Forks. Now, if you continue to raise the property taxes and the property assessments and stuff the way you're doing currently, what is my impetus for continuing to live in Hillsboro? 30 years ago, my husband and I moved there because we could get more house for our money it was reasonable property taxes, and it was a nice, small community. We thought we'd enjoy that. If we were faced with the same choice today, 
there's no way we'd move to Hillsboro because we're paying almost the exact same taxes that they're asking in Fargo and Grand Forks. And what are we getting for it? Nothing. And, and, and plus, I just filled up my tank today. I ran her almost dry. A hundred bucks. Now imagine I'm commuting to work with my husband one way or the other five days a week. With food the way it is and everything else, what is my impetus to move out of Fargo and Grand Forks to live in Hillsboro? Because you're giving me no reason that there's an advantage to move there. And if you build a new school, why would, and everybody's prices and stuff is raised, I'm not going to come there just so I can throw my kid in your school. Plenty of schools in Fargo and Grand Forks. No one seems to grasp this. Well, and, and there's more than one grocery store, which is, God bless it, I'm, we're blessed to have a grocery store, but the prices in there are insane. And I understand why. Uh, but two banks have, have left town. So I'm just sitting here going, you know, these people in our small governments are tone deaf. All they're seeing is the way that they can rule us, in Megan's case, bankrupt me, in my case, and they, it's funny, Megan, the only time they really seem interested in rules of law and century code is when you seem to have the advantage, when the people seem to have the advantage. Then it's amazing how fast they drag out that city attorney, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, what's funny is the city attorney, I, that's a whole different mess right there. Um, I don't know. I think in our case with Benedict... this whole situation I think is more of a petty personal nightmare to be honest with you Um, I think a lot of it circles around them just not knowing what they're doing and using their seat as a way to enact their own personal agenda to be completely honest Um, I want to look more at that in just a second but first I have to go to Oh for Heaven's Cakes because there's nothing better nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. And that's where Oh for Heaven's Cakes comes in. You'll find the best cupcakes and cakes for any special occasion, or in my case, just a treat. Walk in and find out more, but I'm warning you, you won't want to leave. Oh for Heaven's Cakes is on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall, and they're open Tuesdays through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays from 9 to noon. Call 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253. Or go to oforheavenscakes at yahoo.com. And you too can be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Oforheavens Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Megan, I'd like to talk to you about the fact that you believe that this is a personal vendetta, but that is still abuse of power. And the fact that, that this is the fact that it's a chicken and a couple of ducks, and I understand because I have chickens myself and I also raised ducks. And I realize how attached you can get to the little quackers. Uh, but I got to say, it's, it's, it's amazing that this is the, it's the small things that cause people to, to finally wake up and go, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Because imagine if they're going to this extreme over some poultry. Where else have they been taking advantage? And this is in, in a tiny, tiny town of Benedict. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. And... It- <laughs> It's really led us to question, and I say us because it's not just me now that's questioning. Um, you know, I actually have a lot of people that I I didn't ever think that I would ever talk to about any of this kind of stuff. Young people even that are like, 
you know, stuff has happened years ago that I'm actually really starting to think about and pick apart in my head that doesn't make sense. But now it kind of is starting to make me question what was the real motive behind this or why did this really happen or why did it, you know, was this even legal? And, you know, so it's almost like a ripple effect Mm -hmm. that this, this, (laughs) this chicken gate has now started something. And I don't want to say it started a movement, but I don't know, you know, like people are starting to get their feathers ruffled. (laughs) Well, like, I mean, that's just it. You know, here's his people off. Here's the thing. It's so funny, but, but in history in general, it has been something small that seems to have caused people to go, wait a minute, that's wrong. And then they start to peel back the onion and start mm-hmm. discovering that a lot of these little tiny things are leading up to something that's, that's very large. Now, Marvin, when you talked about the, the League of Cities and stuff, I noticed one thing, and that's I've been paying a lot more attention to the legislature lately. And it seems to me that the legislature, each time they meet, has been doing more and more to try to reduce the voice of the people, take away initiatives, uh, the right to have an initiative, uh, take away various things. The uh, the expansion of health and human services, which we know can just walk in and with a wink and a nod, shut down just about anything they want to these days, is downright scary. And very few people, like Megan said, seem to know until it suddenly affects them. What can we do to get more people to start paying attention? first off, we need to be more proactive. I just had this conversation yesterday with somebody else. Um, We've spent the last three and a half years playing defense. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to be a lot more proactive when it comes to this stuff. you got to be paying attention to your local meetings, your local agendas, your local stuff like that. Um, Something Shiloh and I have been talking about, too, is like if your city, your township, your, um, your county doesn't have of live feed videos, somebody needs to create a page for your local community and be live streaming every one of these meetings. Like you will be surprised how much people's attitudes change even in the audience once they realize that they're being broadcast to the world. Um, Share that information because if we don't get ahead of it now, we're never going to be able to right the ship. And so, like, right now we're coming into 2024, so we're going to have presidential elections. But yes. We can't fix the country, but we can fix our state. If you're thinking about running, if you want to support a candidate in your area, if you want to get involved, now is the time to do it. Um, everybody, everybody needs to put their ego aside for the next 12 months, 13 months, because... If you want to affect change, if you want to affect change on your local level, now is our, our window to do it because after that, who knows what we're going to have. That, um, leads, that leads into me asking Megan a question. Megan, you've been using your phone and you've been uh, taping the, the, the council meetings and stuff and you were told that they're going to pass an ordinance or something, whatever they would call it, that says you can't do that anymore? Well, no, not an ordinance. It was just overheard that um that it shouldn't be allowed 
to mm. live stream the council huh. meetings. Is that legal, uh, Marvin? You know, <laughs> oh my God, that breaks so many open meeting laws. It's ridiculous. Because it, it causes distraction um, because the council, some of the councilmen get messages and text messages during the meetings because of the live stream. Oh, what you mean they're being held accountable? For shame, not that. I mean, seriously. So they're using their, their cell phones as their point of contact? They don't have, like, city email addresses or anything like that? No. So that means you can actually FOIA their cell phones, does it not, Marv? Yeah, I believe so. If you want, because that, that automatically makes their cell phone part of the meeting, does it not? Because if they're using it for city business. It What's does appear. Freedom, uh, of, Freedom Information of Information Act. Act. It means you can ask for, for the, what the information is on their cell phone and how it might be impacting them during meetings. For example, and I'm not saying this happened, but let's say you're talking about something at one of the meetings, and uh, Megan, and all of a sudden somebody that thinks they have an interest in your chickens as far as having their demise occur sends a message to one of the council members saying that, that they should do this and this and this. That should have actually been done in the meeting by the individual. That is a part of that meeting, although it is no, not going to be in the minutes or anything else. So if you do a freedom of information, you should be able to find out who is influencing that council member at that moment in time because that's exactly what was occurring during the council meeting. Am I correct on that, Marv? Yeah, pretty close. The big difference between North Dakota Open Records Law and Freedom of Information Act requests a lot of the time, the FOIA has to do with federal level stuff. So okay. your school boards that receive federal funds, your your cities that receive federal funds, your stuff like that. Um, in the situations with meetings, then you run into that gray area like we did with uh, Brian Newby with the Secretary of State's office, reaching out to all the county auditors and the county attorneys and telling them how to avoid open records requests and how it could be considered crucial infrastructure of the U.S. So they will find ways to fight um, against giving you any sort of information. And if they do, um, if they do decide they're going to pony up the information, I'm seeing a lot of these councils, these commissions, these school boards where they want 25 bucks an hour. Yep. Give you information that should be publicly available for free. Whether it's on their personal email, it's not my fault you chose to use your personal email to conduct city business. That's I feel like that's I'm extortion. Not... It is. And that's why, like, when I, I set out my campaign stuff, that's why I have that specific email that's just for shows, that was just for campaign, that was just for website, so that I wouldn't have that intermingling of my personal email with my quote-unquote work email. Well, this reminds me of Hillary Clinton and the uh, bathroom server and the smashing of all the the cell phones and everything else because she didn't want anybody seeing those emails. And I mean, it's, it's, it's at the local level. And, and But that is exactly why you have to keep everything separate. If you're running, When I ran, and I'm going to be running again, but when I ran, I had a separate email account and everything else. It was on all my advertising stuff and everything else. That was the email that I was going to use to do business, et cetera, et cetera. And if somebody wants my personal emails and wants my cell phone stuff, go for it because I, I get about 100 pieces of spam a day. So if that's what you want to look at, 
knock yourself out. But but I've got to say that I'm I'm very distressed in the fact that we've got a large a small group of people that feel that they're in t- in control of a larger group of people and that they have not only the right to um, demand payment for certain things that they decide they want for the community, as is what's happening in mine, but they have a right to tell you, Megan, how to live and how your children should live and everything else. And then they feel that they have the right to... uh, you were just telling me before the show started that some of the council mem- a council member family was sneaking around your property when they knew you weren't home so they could could be peeking into your backyard. I'm sorry, but that just that's just sure, sure what it seemed like from what other people were telling me. So and it's you, just I feel like we should almost start charging for a little peep show at our house, <laughs> no pun intended, you know. For well, the amount of people that we have driving by constantly and and it's funny because they use different vehicles all the time, but it's the same people. Well, and you've I, had I mean, you've had harassment where you've had nuts and bolts and stuff thrown into your yard with the hope that your animals will eat them. Yeah. I mean, this is this these are mafia. I'm Italian. These are mafia tactics. I mean, I'm seriously. I'm I'm looking back at at some my, my heritage, going, man, they're learning from the best because Uncle Guido back in Connecticut would have known how to how to do this type of work. It's this is insanity. And they and they call the, the legislations and stuff in, in Bismarck the Bismarck Mafia, and I used to laugh about it because I again didn't understand. They're damn serious about that. It's just ridiculous because this is literally these are my kids' pets and 4-H projects, and none of the, it hasn't hurt or affected any of them. Um, none of it makes sense. I. I don't understand. Well, you know why they go to such lengths to cause other people pain. One thing I've, um, I've discovered about what you're talking about, and that is, it kind of hit, I believe, a pinnacle during the pandemic when you had all the Karens and other people out there. You should be wearing a mask. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. People have just decided that either their life is so miserable or something that they're going to. Damn it, they're going to micromanage yours. Well, maybe they should just be minding their own damn business. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. Like, I, we've talked about putting up, a, you know, an eight-foot privacy fence around our whole property or a 10-footer just to say, you know what? Put up the wall. <laughs> because, And then let us just keep to ourselves. Well, you know, my, my ducks and my chickens don't make any more more noise than your dogs do. In fact, mine don't make any noise past dark because they're all sleeping. Um, so I, at this point, it's like, just let me live on my little island, on my end of town, with my awesome, wonderful neighbors that share the same ideals and morals that I do. And just let us have our Eden. And you guys can just go and argue and complain to each other on your end of town. Continue, you know, your negativity. And we're just going to eat our omelets and... Just be our chicken-tending selves, you know? Like- you know, in a perfect world, that would be Ooh. awesome. But but here's the issue. The issue is, is that this isn't about chickens, no. and this isn't about allowing you to live your life. What this in actuality is about is control slash power. And this is about people having the power to tell you what to do. And 
in my case, they're going to utilize that power to make sure that I pay for what they want to do by raising my property taxes and stuff. It was funny because uh, there's, there's a thing in the paper today that was crowing about the fact that they didn't raise the mills. The county didn't raise the mills. They're not even supposed to be talking about mills. I want to ask you about that in a second, Mark. But the county isn't going to be re- increasing the mills because uh, they could pull in an increase of 517000 in property taxes next year just from the increases in the valuations of the home, commercial, and ag land. The school said the same thing. We're supposed to thank them because they're not raising the mills, but they increased the value on our homes so much, they didn't have to increase the mills. So I'm supposed to get down on my knees and go, oh, thank you, thank you, you. My, my, I, am, I am a servant to you, and you did not increase my mills. But they increased the valuation, so they did the same damn thing, and I'm supposed to be too freaking stupid to figure it out. And why are they still being allowed to use mills, uh, Marvin? I thought we got rid of that in the last legislative session. Yeah, well, we got rid of a lot of things. It's just like everything else. You rename it and you send it down the road. But you go, your direct comparison here to Meg's situation, this new ordinance that the city decided that they're going to try and push, which hasn't even had its official first reading yet. Correct. Really has. Um, initial license must be approved by 75% of the property owners within 200 feet of the coop. Meg, how many how many city lots are you guys on? Six. Okay. <laughs> so she shouldn't have to get approval from anybody. Right? And stick that coop right in the I middle. I mean, I've literally gotten approval from all of my neighbors well before any of this. Because had any of my neighbors had any issue, I wouldn't have pushed it because I love my neighbors. I respect them. They're good people. Well, you and know? you're a good person. And, and that's what good people do. Good people you know, learn to live in a community rather than rule it. I've got my very last profit margin break very quickly for Churchill Shoes. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Give your feet a break and make sure that you go and check out Churchill Shoes because they make walking a comfort. Okay, uh, Marvin... You know, I'm I'm very tired of people reading the law the way they wish to read it, and I found this a lot in Megan's case. I'm finding it a lot in my case too, but I'm I'm more worried about Megan's case where, and I understand the law is open to interpretation, but it seems to me that it's being used as a hammer these days to to make sure that people keep in line more than it's being used as the manner in which I always believed the law was supposed to be designed, which is as an assistance to help people. Yeah. And, and and it seems like the more and more and more people push back, it's almost become a panic um, by elected officials that 
are supposed to be there to represent us. Um, it's almost become a panic state with them as to how to respond. So like chickens, 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 let's go back to chickens here. Um, about a month ago, I reached out to the Bismarck City Commission just to see what it would take to get the ordinance brought back forward in Bismarck. I didn't ask how they would vote. I didn't ask what their opinion was on it. I just wanted to know what it would take to revisit the ordinance that was proposed in 2021. And man, I got everybody and their dog's opinion, including the uh, city attorney who decided to tell me that only the mayor or the portfolio holder would contact me back so that they didn't accidentally create a quorum. Oh my God. The city attorney. Any, you, anybody can petition or can email anybody they want and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them. That's fine. I, I wasn't even looking for the resolution. But the other interesting thing is, is in that email itself kit, I'd attached a bunch of links, including a, sur a livability survey from Bismarck. Um, the last time I checked that link, it has mysteriously got the wonderful 404 tab. Page not found. Page not found. And we see that when we question too much. We do. We do. Well, I've been running means, into it a lot. It's a lot of 404s. But back to how you fix your community, I mean, A, you have electing officials in your rural community that will actually listen to the people. Yeah, it would help. Obviously, Meg's dealing with that. Second, reaching out to members of the legislators to readdress issues like this 40-12-01. What's interesting about that, real quick, is the auditor, was that last meeting or two meetings ago, Megan? Because you sent me a picture of it. Um, dispersed to the crowd and highlighted 40-1202. on. That was the August meeting. Yeah, so she highlighted highlighted how to handle the petitions, and that's why... That I needed to have an affidavit. Yep, which is why we did the petition again, so that she had that notarized affidavit. But had she it. read further down... Further up. Well, yeah, but... So she had yeah, to have passed through that. Yeah. So, so was she giving you busy work just to look you in the square in the face and oh, go, nanner, no, nanner? Read it. The, she absolutely didn't even read it either. Oh, perfect. Actually, she's probably not even the one that highlighted it, but that's a totally different. She's got somebody else working her strings too. I'm sure. Oh, I'm, but I'm that's seeing a, a lot story of that. For a different time. I'm seeing a lot of that. Oh. Uh, Marvin, I, I just don't know. I mean, until somebody, until this ends up in somebody else's, no pun intended, backyard, nobody seems to care. Nobody seems to, to, to give, give credence to the fact that, that this type of stuff is going on a daily basis. Uh, it's happening I'll, everywhere. Yes. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, $377 million was either misappropriated, disappeared, or whatever in Williston. And the... <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the opportunity for the, the... This was found by the North Dakota auditor. And when we were attending the last information meeting in Hillsboro, my husband said, you know, I'd be a lot more excited about approving this $12 million if I knew where the some of the past money we've given you over the 30 years has gone. 
So what I'd like to do is I'd like to see if you'd be willing to have an audit done. And you could literally hear the gasps in the room. And how dare you? And, and he said, well, I'm just saying there's 377 million missing in five years in Williston. He says, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but it happens. That was well, probably buttholes puckering is well, what you heard. Well, I'm just saying, I, I mean, people, <laughs> people were going, how dare you? And he says, I'm asking a question. Well, the, you can't compare these two these two communities the, the same way. I mean, how how dare you? And I'm like, that was my first clue that maybe we need an audit in Hillsborough. And then the school superintendent goes, well, we do audits every year. And I, I didn't have the patience to go, and so did Williston. Because what an audit at a school district is this. The school district collects all their bills, and they hand them to the school board, who rubber stamps them, who sends them to the state, who rubber stamps them every year, which is how $377 million went missing in Williston. So when I have the superintendent up there saying, well, we do an audit every year, forgive me if I don't just go, hallelujah, my question has been answered. I have been saved. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not I did that comment stupid. on something on Facebook a while back regarding the Williston stuff. And it had something to do with the missing money. And some gal got on there and ripped, well, attempted to rip me a new one. And she's like, there's not missing money in this misappropriated funds. It was just a mistake made in the ledgers. And, blah, and I was like, right. no, wrong, wrong. I'm not even going to comment. <laughs> but, but Marvin, well, you can't even ask a question anymore. And there's just a general, how dare you? Mm-hmm. It's my so, money. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, okay, let, let's put this into perspective, Kit. Um, June primary of 2022, 564,935 people were of voting age. 377 million missing dollars, like a little bit more. And that's literally a million dollars to every voting age resident in North Dakota. Yep. And that money is coming from all of us. It's not just coming from Williston because there's all kinds of federal money and state money that's all going into the pot and everything else. And that's why I, I mean, I, when I'm asking about an audit in Hillsborough, I'm not just asking because I think there's malfeasance. I'm, I'm asking because it's, it's my money. You know what? If you're smart, don't you want to know where your money's going? I, I ask that question every day when I'm spending my own money. And that's my money okay. they're spending. So why am I off the wall for asking them to have somebody from the outside come in and take a gander? Sorry. I didn't think that was unreasonable. Are we, up to Are we up to six chicken jokes so far? <laughs> have you been keeping track? I have. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because it's about chickens and it's about ducks, but, but it's, it's, not. It's, it's not. And and people, I know people are going to look at, look at this show and go, these people are melting down over chickens and ducks. No, no, we're not. That's what, that's what government would like you to believe. Government would like you to believe that we're sitting in this small little studio focusing on chickens and ducks and aren't we petty people? Because it makes us look stupid. So that's what yeah, the well, government's going to focus on. That's what government's going to focus on. And, and, but, but Megan, hold your duck up. Can we get a picture of Megan's give a, give a duck? That's, that's, can, Megan, hold your duck up. Can we get to Megan's camera? Megan, I think you have to talk. 
I have to talk. Yeah. This is this is don't give a don't give a duck. Don't give a duck. I need I need one of those. By the way, I I, I will pay good money for one of those. I just I just got to tell you, it's it's frustrating because the the people the people in government keep trying to say how unreasonable we are. But what's unreasonable is somebody at that at that um, meeting that I was was at when my husband asked about the audit should have said, absolutely. I think you're right. I think you don't you shouldn't have to walk around and collect almost 400 signatures is what I'm going to have to do to get an outside audit uh, of the Hillsborough School District. They should have said to me, you know, you're right. That's a really good question. So why don't we have somebody from the outside come in and take a look at it? But you want to know what's happening happening on Tuesday? Tuesday is this. The election is being done at the school, the high school. You can go into the office of the high school and fill out your ballot. You could have picked up an absentee ballot and returned it to the high school office. The high school business office at 7 p.m. is going to be taking all of those ballots and going to the high school library where they got judges and clerks. And the high school business office is going to do the counting of the votes to find out whether or not a $12 million bond referendum is going to be passed in Hillsborough. Now, I'm not saying there's going to be any malfeasance being done, but I'm going to say the optics aren't really good here. Because if I was a high school and I've been out for three months on the front page of the paper telling everybody how badly we need this, I've got a little investment in there, yet I'm the one in charge of gathering the votes and counting the votes. Sounds like you guys should have a sheriff there the entire day watching that ballot box. Well, I got to tell you, uh, this is exactly what happened. I called the business office and I said, I would like to volunteer. I would like to come and help count ballots and stuff. Oh, no, no, no. Don't worry about that. We, we, we have a dedicated judge and, and we have clerks all lined up. We're going to be counting. We're going to be counting right after the, the polls close in the library. I said, well, that's awesome. I would like to come watch. Oh. oh, okay, sure, that'd be great. Good. And I have to tell you what, guys, I have a lot of things I'd rather do with my Tuesday night than be sitting in the Hillsborough Public Library watching people count ballots. But I don't think I've got any other options. Do you? Under that scenario? And people are going to say, I'm a horrible, horrible person. I'm, a, I'm accusing people of rigging an election. no. What I'm saying is people are human. Human beings do things that they think is for the betterment of everybody, whether it's legal or not, because they're human. And they have a lot invested in getting this $12 million bond issue passed. So forgive me if I think they shouldn't be in charge of counting and they shouldn't be in charge of the elections. Forgive me. All I'm saying is the optics aren't good and people are human. What do you think, Marv? Because I know they're doing the same thing in West Fargo. Well, I mean, you look at the Williston thing. I had people reporting back to me that I know up there that are teachers up there, and they were told if they didn't vote for the Williston merger, they'd be fired. And if they talked about it, they'd be fired. There you go. At human is co- human To be human is to coerce, is it not? Yeah. And, and I'm not claiming that any of this is happening. In Hillsborough, not claiming it at all. But what I am saying is, Megan, in your case and in my case, we have a lot of people that when you ask 
questions become incredibly defensive and want you to just sit down, pay up and shut up and mind your manners and do what you're being told. And when that is the case, that is not government for the people, by the people. That is rule. That is rule of the mob of the few. And I, 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 I don't know. What's, where are you guys moving forward from this? Because I know you're not giving up. At least I hope not. Well, I guess at this point, it's been a lot of kind of researching options. Um, just getting the word out. Still kind of trying to seek some sort of legal counsel, I guess. Not so much finding a lawyer, but trying to find somebody who can at least give us the facts, I guess, regarding what is wrong and what's right in this situation. You know, because we get so much conflicting information. I shouldn't say that I've gotten a lot of conflicting information, but when the counsel counters with, well, no, I talked to so-and-so and they said this okay, well, I talked to that same so-and-so, and and when I asked my questions, they gave me a different answer. You know, so that's why when I was talking with Marvin and Shiloh on Friday, I made a point to say, when you're doing your own due diligence and your research and you're asking questions, make sure you're asking the, the whole question for the information you're seeking, not just a question for the answers you're hoping for, if that makes sense. It does. It does. You know, you got to ask the whole question. Well, and and you can't be afraid. Uh, I know that when I was at that meeting, I wasn't very popular. I'm going to another board. I'm on the Economic Development Board, and I've already gotten a text message wondering to know what the hell happened at the school. So I'm going to have fun tonight, too. I, I know that asking questions makes you incredibly unpopular. But I firmly believe that it is our job to do that. If we are going to have and maintain a representative government, this is what we need to do. Marvin, as always, you bring the numbers, baby, like nobody's business. I mean, serious to God, you know your stuff, and that's why I'm always glad to have you. Megan, I, I want you to keep me up on what's going on, and I'll keep you guys up on my fun that I'm going to have tonight and tomorrow night. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to let us observe. I have, I have no idea if we're going to get kicked out or not. That could be fun, too. But, oh, well. Huh? Remember, Kit, video or it doesn't count. <laughs> I, absolutely, I, I'm going to have the phone fully charged, and I am going to be—I'm uh, going to be using my smartphone in a capability that I would always laugh at other people for doing. Going, what the hell are you videoing that for? And I'm going to become one of those people. So, thank you, fellow troublemakers, and please, if you're listening to this, what can you do? Like I said, this Tuesday night, if you think that's how I want to spend it, you're wrong. Everybody. Common Sense Uncensored. Have a great day. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.